Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for the latest edition of The Other Side of the Glass. I am hanging out with you until 7 o'clock this evening when Atlanta United pregame Comes your way then, kick at 7.30 with Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. But between now and then, we have an absolute ton to get into. And I know sometimes people say that, oh, it's such a busy weekend in sports and yada, yada, yada. No, 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 no. This is an absolutely jam-packed weekend. So here's how this is going to work. Going to chat you up for a couple of minutes here. Take a quick break, and then our buddy Joe Patrick is going to join us to break down all things Falcons and Texans because uh, it's not a must-win, but this could go a long way in silencing a lot of the critics and the doubters after a dismal two weeks for our Falcons and specifically the Falcons quarterback, of course, that being Desmond Ritter. But how could we not start with a couple of minutes dedicated to what we just heard right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game? Somebody, and I mean somebody, if you're out there in the vicinity of one, Carl, Edwards, Jaquavius, Dukes, somebody give that man a house call, please. Because my buddy needs himself a welfare check after having his heart ripped out from his chest by the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooners and Dylan Gabriel, who outshined Quinn Ewers in this one. Final 34-30, one of the best games of the college football season. And man, oh man, we all thought Texas might have been back once again. But once again, their hearts are ripped out in the most dramatic, painful fashion that you could ever imagine. There were a couple of other tight games, too. Maryland-Ohio State, the final score, 37-17. But Maryland hung tough. For a lot of this game, a lot of people were on upset alert for this one, but Maryland ultimately goes down to Big Bad Ohio State, so they'll be just fine. And then LSU-Missouri. Hmm. Something's brewing down there with Coach Drinkowitz. He's got himself a squad. They lose 49-39, to but they came out of this game guns ablazing. They were rip-roaring and ready to go, and they had the lead for a while in this game, and then LSU, you know, when it comes to talent matchups and the discrepancy is as wide as it is with two schools like that, eventually talent's just going to win out, and that's what wound up happening for the 49-39 to win. But a couple of upsets that were brewing and one game that ultimately turned out to be a classic. Before we go to break, I want to make sure I touch on the Braves because big news coming out of Braves camp if you missed it. 
coming down a little bit earlier. Kyle Wright is expected to undergo shoulder surgery, say that five times fast, and miss all of the 2024 season. Mark Bowman of MLB.com bringing us that news a little bit earlier. Max Fried talked about it, got a little emotional because we all know Kyle Wright has battled for basically this entire season just trying to get right and get healthy. So that's a big blow for the Braves next season. I don't I don't think he was going to be a factor in this postseason run anyway because he had struggled so mightily upon his return, posting a 7 ERA in his minimal work this season. But it's uh, sad to hear that we're going to lose – or the Braves are going to lose one of their best pitchers for the 2024 season. A couple other quickies before we take a break. Georgia under the lights tonight against Kentucky in what is one of the marquee games of the weekend. We're going to chat with our buddy Anna Tarullo from Kentucky. She's a host and reporter there. A lot of talk coming out about Big Blue and where they stand in this game against Georgia. I don't think it's going to be an issue, but we'll chat with Anna about what she thinks about this one. And like I said... Of course, the Atlanta Falcons get underway tomorrow, 1 p.m., in a game that is going to go a long way in determining what type of squad Arthur Smith has. Is it the first two games, 2-0, or is it the last two games that have been 0-2? All right, so that's a quick wrap-up of of sort of the sports landscape of where we stand on this Saturday afternoon, running a little bit behind because that game was so thrilling And so amazing, I have no problem sitting tight and hanging out with you, though, until 7 o'clock on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. When we get back, Joe Patrick breaks down all things Falcons, Texans. Don't go anywhere. Just getting started. Other side of the glass, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. This might be song of the year, in my opinion. This this track right here. This is one I put on a loop for about two weeks straight. This is this is a good tune right here. All right, it's not a must win, but it kind of feels that way in my opinion because of all the hype surrounding what Desmond Ritter needs to do in this game. So let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline on the other side of the glass with Chris Thomas. Welcome in our buddy Joe Patrick. Joe, this game just has such significance for me. I don't know if you feel the same way because it seems like the Falcons were kind of stripped of their identity the last two weeks, and they really need to get things rolling again. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Chris. I mean, I think it's this game and the next game, the two that you have at home before you go on the road to play the Buccaneers. I think are vitally important for Desmond Ritter and to try to get this offense going and get some semblance of confidence that you can actually move the ball throughout a game. Because to be perfectly honest, that has not happened in any of the four games. We like to think that it happened in two of them because they did win those, but they were not consistent offensively in any game they played this year. And, you know, for that reason, I think that the leash is on, on Ritter is maybe a little bit shorter than you would like to think, given that this team is, at 500 and I think right at two and two where so many people myself included were predicting this team would be this is the 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 difference is it's not really exactly how we thought this team would quite get to two and two to this point any chance you kind of just flirted with the idea right there that they would pull Ritter at halftime if it's more the same so I don't think that Arthur Smith will pull Desmond Ritter from any game for performance. Uh, I think that if he's out there, he's going to let him go out there and, you know, live and die by that sword. Um, you know, now week to week, absolutely, obviously. And that's going to be a big decision. But, you know, he said it during the, you know, there was a, the ESPN reporter um, 
uh, in London brought, uh, reported that during the game that he was not even considering it, and I, I totally believe that. But I do think that they are weighing their options, you know, week to week as to whether they feel like they can continue this. Because to this point, it is unsustainable. Like the way that this offense is performing is not something that you can go forward with throughout the season. So for as much, you know, and I, Chris, I'm, I'll be the first one that would say like, I, I hope Desmond Ritter is the team's quarterback for the rest of the year. I hope that this offense is able to turn around. And I think everybody should feel that way because it benefits the Falcons. If Desmond Ritter is able to kind of figure some things out and this offense overall is able to get back on track and not have so many negative plays, but that hasn't happened to this point. So uh, at some point, Arthur Smith's going to have to consider making a change uh, at quarterback and not at some other positions. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen during a game. What did you gather from this week, from hearing from the coaching staff that you think the offensive game plan is going to be and what it should be? Well, you know, they're never going to give up anything schematically of, of, of what they plan to do. I think that, you know, I think we know, like, like I think we know what it's going to take for this offense to work, which is, Eliminate the negative plays the team has allowed. I think they're they're in the bottom five and sacks allowed in the NFL. I think they've allowed 16 through four games. Um, and, and that's on top of some other mistakes in the run game, which has just not gotten going really in a, a couple of these games to the level that you would want it, especially with how strong of an aspect of the team we thought that was going to be coming into the season with a thousand yard rusher on top of the number eight overall pick in Bijan Robinson. So, you know, what, what this team has to do, regardless of what the specific game plan is, what they have to do is get the, some, some sort of passing game going so that the Texans will, will, you know, have to respect that part of the game and give the pass, uh, the, the running game some more opportunities because what we've seen, at least, especially in the last couple of weeks, and I think it really started in earnest against the lions was the lions really just challenging the Falcons and Des Ritter by stacking the box, playing all the underneath stuff really tight and forcing them to try to beat them deep. And I think that one of the other problems that, that kind of um, gums up the works a little bit is that you just don't really have on, in this offense receivers who really feel like they can, um, you know, bust the top off of a defense. Now, I think there are some personnel that you have on the roster that can help facilitate that. And guys like Scotty Miller, uh, Xavier Malone was elevated for this year, for this week. I don't think he's particularly going to be that guy, but you've got some speedier receivers, but with what you've got right now with a Kyle Pitts, who's doesn't seem like he's at a hundred percent right now in Drake London, these are just not receivers that are really going to challenge you over the top. So I think defenses are willing to let their corners kind of go one-on-one -on -one in some of those circumstances, or maybe just play cover one and then play everything, you know, kind of uh, shade underneath and play everything super close and, and make Desmond Ritter beat you. And so far, he's not been able to do that. So regardless of how they're going to scheme that up specifically, that's what the Falcons have to accomplish in this game. Talking all things Falcons-Texans with our buddy Joe Patrick here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas with you until 7 o'clock. Atlanta United pregame comes your way then. All right, Joe, this next question is a little bit more philosophical in nature without maybe a tangible answer, but you're, you cover this team day in and day out. And I thought when Arthur Smith came on Dukes and Bell this week, um, he was a little bit more matter of fact, a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more, uh, you know, less about making some, some of his famous now, you know, sarcastic quips that he loves to joke around with the guys <laughs> about. Do you sense that vibe around the facility or is it still fun and loose? How is flowery branch right now? 
I mean, I think that they're still they're still you know loose in the respect that they understand that this is going to be a long season. It's very early on. It's actually really interesting that you bring that up because I actually I was just going back and re-listening to an Arthur Smith interview that he did on uh, Bussin' with the Boys way back right after he first was introduced as uh, the Falcons' head coach, just a few months after that. But he was talking about obviously his time in Tennessee and everything, and it was funny because. It, it, something that struck me was he just kind of went on a, a, a tangent in that interview talking about how long the season is. When you look at some of the seasons they had in Tennessee, how things are just by the end of it, they're they're nothing like they were at the beginning of it. And so I think that that, that mentality still is is at play with the Falcons, where you know practice is going fine. The guys, I think, there's a little bit more. Um, I don't know if tension is the right word. Just like the, the, I think guys are a little bit more like focused. It's maybe not quite as like laugh, you know, laughing and, 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 and kind of, you know, playful, I guess, as you, as you would have it in those first couple of weeks where they had won and, you know, hadn't, hadn't suffered a loss yet. So I think the team's focus is a little bit sharpened, but I wouldn't say that there's like it's pressure or tension really that they're feeling. They know they have a job they have to get done. And, and I think that um, they're, they're confident that they're going to be able to do that, but, you know, again, I think Arthur Smith, he's not going to be afraid to make a move. And again, we, we, you know, it comes down to the quarterback, to be perfectly honest. As much as you want to say, and it's partially true, that you know, every position plays into the struggles that this team has had offensively, um, it really does come back to the quarterback. And I think that the Falcons and Arthur Smith see it as they're going to give Ritter every opportunity to, to make it work. But if not, they've got somebody in reserve in Taylor Heineke that – I think they're going to go to sooner rather than later if things continue with this, uh, you know, how they've been going the first four weeks. You mentioned Kyle Pitts a little bit earlier. Our buddy D-Led had a report out this week that he is still working his way back to 100%. How much do you feel like that's contributing to his lack of production versus Ritter's uh, inability to get him the ball? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's it's tough to tell. I think it is affecting it for sure. I mean, I asked Arthur Smith this question um, after the Lions game when there was that shot play to Kyle that Desmond Ritter missed, but the guys on the broadcast noted that he his gait looked a little funny, and Arthur Smith didn't say anything about it at that time, but then he was asked more pointedly, is he 100% after the Jaguars game? And Arthur Smith said, you know, he's, he's probably not. And, and, and Kyle Pitts then later followed up earlier this week saying that um, at some point this season, he was 100%, but, you know, something has happened. Obviously, he's still coming back. He, he's coming back from a knee, and I believe that is what he's still trying to work through. Maybe he took a hit or something that aggravated something, but it does appear that he's not quite fully there. Having said that, you look at some of the routes, and it still seems like he's definitely capable of getting open and helping this team, and I think that that's why he's out there on the field is because he is still – the team's best option at that position. And I don't think they would be putting him out there if there was any risk that he was going to, you know, further damage something. So I think that he's still a player that is definitely going to have to be an important part of this offense. But, you know, for as much struggles as, as the Falcons have had getting him the ball, I do think that there's a reason why you see a player like Johnny Smith kind of go out and dominate a lot of the targets last week. Cause I think he's just a little bit, he's a smarter tight end. He's been around the league for a long time. He's got that savviness of kind of, when to sit down in a pocket and, and just, you know, I think Desmond Ritter has a connection with him and that, you know, short yardage range that he's kind of a security blanket that he can go to. And Pitts is, seems to me to be more like a deep shot, big, big play threat. 
uh, and they just haven't been able to connect on those so far. And that's a big problem because Arthur Smith said last year the, their main goal offensively coming into this year was creating more explosive plays. And I think, if anything, they, they've created fewer so far as you're taking comparing the first four games to last year. Yeah, and the defensive equivalent of explosive plays are sacks. And the Falcons, once again, are not being able to get to the quarterback and take him down to the ground as much as they would like. Through your best guesstimation, is it just because it hasn't been there and the defense has been effective in other ways? Or are the guys that are across the defensive line and other guys that are expected to be big contributors not getting it done? So I've got a theory about this, and I don't. You can tell me if you agree with it or not. But you know, when I look at the so to, to look at the statistics of the Falcons' defense and what they've been doing rushing the passer, the pressures are, are absolutely there. The pressures are really good. I forget exactly where they rank, but they're definitely in the top half of the league. Um, and, but the, but they only have five sacks on the year, and so they're not quite getting home. And my theory is just that the look at the personnel, the bodies that you have on that on that defensive line. They're not like explosive, fast edge rushers coming off the edge that kind of appear in the quarterback's face and he has, you know, kind of panic, has nothing to do with it, has to take the sack. A lot of these pressures seem to me like, you know, the quarterback can kind of feel them coming on. And, and especially going against Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence, two more experienced quarterbacks who are able to get the ball out of their hands, they're just able to do exactly that and not allow those sacks and those negative plays to come. So while you like the pressure numbers, you do eventually need the sacks because you need to create those negative plays that avert the Falcons offense. Like that, that's the perfect evidence of how important those plays are. And I think it's just a testament to honestly what the secondary is doing uh, that this defense is still actually accomplishing their goals of limiting yards, limiting first downs and limiting points despite the fact that they're not getting some of these big plays uh, you know, with the, with the defensive pressure is turning into sacks. So I think that's something that Ryan Nielsen, he said it, he believes that, you know, those sack numbers will come based on the kind of underlying numbers that they're seeing. But uh, I think it's something that the team needs to address. And I think it's something, frankly, that it hurts not having Troy Anderson, who's, you know, a fast guy that you can bring in some of those moments. We saw him get home early in the season back when he was healthy. So I think that that's definitely going to be something that the team looks at, maybe work in Arnold Ebicady a little bit more because, he would be kind of that the, the closest thing you have to that speedy edge rusher, um, and maybe he can get some production with some of these other guys around him. Going to ask you this several times throughout the season as we continue to check in, Joe. Right now, are the Atlanta Falcons a good football team? <laughs> are they a good football team? No, I, I think they're an average team. I think they're an average football team. I think that's a very good defense. Uh, <laughs> I think the offense is – not very good, but I think the offense has a lot of potential. I think if they get average quarterback play, this offense is legitimately good. I, I think that if you get average quarterback play, it opens up so many more of these players to be those explosive, to create those explosive plays. Um, but until that, I think that this team is going to be stuck in, in average land um, with potential to go down. If those sacks don't come around, I, I think that you will see the defense kind of start to normalize out with some of the numbers. I, I don't know if how sustainable that is on that side of the ball. So um, we're going to see. I think that I will have a different answer for you in two games time after we get through these two home games and we see how this team performs. And I hope that answer is a positive one, Joe. We shall I see you in a couple of weeks. All right, appreciate <laughs> it, my friend. We'll talk to you in a, in a week or two. Sweet. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Appreciate all, it, man. all right, Joe. That is Joe Patrick, our Falcons reporter, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Next, how about we check in on the Texan side of things with DJ Bien-Ami. He is the reporter for the Houston Texans for ESPN. He'll join us next for the CJ Stroud of it all and much, much more. So don't go anywhere. Sports Radio, 9 to 9 The Game, Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.